the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy hump day. I tell you, I don't know why I'm in such a great mood. I had to get up at the crack of dawn today at 5 a.m. And I'm not an early morning person, as many of you know. But I just get so excited to come in the studio every night and hang out with you guys. And uh, particularly on a day like today where I've just got some yummy Hillary Clinton news. It's just so yummy. It's so juicy. <laughs> as well as some other good news to share with you guys and uh, and more. And we've got uh, two of my favorite, favorite people in the world is going to be on with us tonight. My buddy Brian Maloney from Red Red Wave America is going to be here I'm putting him through kind of a lightning round. There's just so many interesting topics. He's also the guy from Media uh, Equalizer, right, which uh, saved Sean Hannity when he was about to be taken off air, as well as Laura Ingram. So we've got some interesting media stories to share with you guys. Media stories around um, what's happening at CNN, but also, did y'all know that Washington Post, WAPO, was involved with the truckers in debanking? So Brian Maloney, you're going to definitely want to stay tuned after the first break and hear what Brian Maloney has to share about that. Of course, Wednesdays means my buddy Dave Elhoff. And just when I thought there really wasn't a whole lot of economic news going on, well, hold up, there is. And so he's going to be here to help break it down. Seems as though there is some interesting uh, economic news and you're going to want to pay attention and hopefully he'll have some wisdom for you guys because that's my news you can use segment. That's a way that hopefully I can give back to you guys who I love so much and, and have something that some information that might be helpful to you. Uh, in your life and uh, something you can apply to it. We're streaming live right now on the Answer Facebook page. Y'all know I'm not supposed to be. I'm in the Facebook um, doghouse, if you will. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. I don't know if y'all saw that do- that Joe Biden video where he's bragging about dropping a dead dog on a lady's porch. I mean, have you ever? I mean, Rod Rosenstein put a wire on to go and try to find something he could use to invoke the 25th Amendment. Well, hello. This man's a walking reason for the 25th Amendment. So just the mention of a dog made me made me chuckle. Um, 888-344-1170. If you would like to call in the show on any of the topics of the day, whether it's about Hillary Clinton, she has responded, by the way, to the Hillary Spygate story. We've got that to chat about. So if you want to chat about that or the trucker convoy on last night's show, Rebecca Terrell had a suggestion. She felt like the truckers are being, are, are, are currently being and are about to be even far more persecuted, as well as those that are supporting them via Give, Send, Go. And she actually feels like the truckers maybe just need to go home, still not deliver any goods, but put themselves out of harm's way. Do you agree with that? Or do you agree with the truckers who are saying, we ain't going nowhere? We're here to stay until we get the job done. 888-344-1170. Now, my man, DJ Potato Skins, is off this week, and I hope that if he's listening, and I know he was last night, love you, man. Hopefully hopefully you're having a great time off, but have no fear, because DJ Jalapeno is here. You have not scared me off yet. (laughs) Keyword being yet. (laughs) And that's that's amazing, because usually, if I have to get up at 5 a.m., by about this time, 13 hours later, nobody wants to be around me. 
pretty much I've scared off anybody. You know, I'm like I'm like the biggest pit bull, unneutered ma- or or uh, intact male pit bull you see coming down the street at you usually. So um, anyway, thank you for not being scared off by me. Are you sure it's only people that see you after you've been awake for 13 hours you <laughs> no. sure it's not less than that <laughs> well it depends on my mood it depends on the news of the day see i am just loving the news of today right um i am I, i'm loving the fact that by the way that uh it, here in california that they the mask mandate has been lifted off of those who have gotten the shots and that means pretty much everywhere i go now nobody's wearing a mask so that's got me in a good mood getting to see and you want to know why even not just because these mandates are absolutely totalitarian, authoritarian, dictatorian, or whatever version of fascism or or tyranny you want to use, it, 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 it by design it was meant to disconnect us, right? As well as being a tool for divisiveness. And when I get to see faces of other people, yeah, I can be somebody you don't want to mess with after thirteen hours and, and coming off no sleep. But I love just smiling at people. I love seeing people's smiles. When you're walking around and everybody's in a mask and all you see there are, are their eyes, you, you don't know, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's faceless, right? They're inhuman. And the ability to go out and, and interact with people. It's why I love coming in and doing the show is I get to interact with you guys. Your comments on the Answer Facebook page. Y'all also comment on all my posts everywhere, at least the ones I've been taking down a lot lately. In the past few days, but I love interacting with people. Yes, I do. Um, but getting back to the the news that broke today that just had me so um, in a good state was Hillary Clinton was forced to actually respond. I mean, what's she going to do? Continue? The story isn't going away. See, she thought because uh, CNN, I think, gave two minutes to it and nobody else gave any time to the story at all. I think she thought that it was actually going to go away because isn't that what happens, right? I mean, how many people are talking about the border, although I have a border story for you guys a little bit later as well. I mean, that's really the play, right? I mean, look at Governor Blackface. Uh, North Northam or Northam, I can't remember what his name was. Um, you know, he gets seen that he not only wore blackface. This was a dude that was so proud of it that he actually sent in pictures of himself and somebody else and a clan hood to be used in his yearbook. And they write it out, right? Republicans immediately, if they, you know, something gets caught, you know, uh, something emerges from their past. I mean, I'm talking about elected officials. They're the first to be either shunned by the Republican Party and or kicked out of office, right? But anytime there's a scandal involving the Democrats, the play is to write it out. So she thought she was going to write it out. She thought she had the cover of, of the mainstream media. And this is why. But the story didn't go away uh, because there's still so many different ways in which the stories are going to get out there, right? And this is why they're so desperate to take out a Joe Rogan and get rid of his podcast. This is why they're so desperate to throttle down and restrict everybody that I know on Facebook. And now today, Instagram has decided to demonetize me. You know, this is why uh, DirecTV has tried to, well, has announced that they're going to remove the carriage for One America News. And this is why it's so important for conservatives out there and anybody, quite frankly, who cares about the truth to turn off the legacy media and go to alternative new media outlets. Right. And that includes Fox News, because quite frankly, after Roger Ailes got shoved out and the Murdoch boys took over, it's gone uh, pretty far left. So Hillary finally breaks her silence. And she did so, of course, um, by debunking it and saying that it's fake news. Like she basically pulled, you know, a card out of Trump's deck. And, and she tweeted out today. 
quote, for those interested in reality, <laughs> like Hillary is really, you know, uh, first of all, like Hillary deals, does Hillary traffic in reality, right? I mean, uh, you know, this is a woman who pretended that she had a, a, a marriage with Bill Clinton, nor do any Democrat voters or uh, any of the Democrat Party traffic in reality. She says, for those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. And she attached a, 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 a she posted um, a link to a Vanity Fair article like Vanity Fair, like when you when you need that hard reaching news, right? I mean, forget you know the you know the respected journalists like Cheryl Atkinson, right? You know, um, forget Lara Logan. No, you want to go to Vanity Fair for the truth, right? <laughs> I've never read a Vanity Fair in my life. Okay, that you might as well go to People Magazine for your news. So, um, and the title of the Vanity Fair article is, you'll never believe it, but Hillary Clinton did not, in fact, spy on Trump's White House. First of all, why would they start the article by saying, you'll never believe it? Because their demographic is anybody that would believe that Hillary Clinton never spied on the White House. I mean, in fact, there were millions of people that were that actually cried hysterically that she didn't win in 2016. Even after, at that point, she had killed 13 Americans in Benghazi and launched a cover-up on it with Barack Obama bl- pl- blaming a dopey video. Right. Um, but the fact that she has had to had to come out and issue this and try to tells you that that uh, she's taking it serious. And for her to call it fake news, she said this is more. Um, oh, there was more to the statement. Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So it's a day that ends in why the more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. And that's when she said, for those interested in reality, here's a good debunking. First of all, Trump is nowhere behind this. If Trump was behind—Durham isn't isn't carrying any water for Donald Trump. If he was, if Bill Barr was, Chica, you'd already be in, in, in prison. You'd already be in stripes, right? You'd already be hammering out license plates, right? Quite frankly, the FBI and the DOJ uh, have, have been covering for you long enough. And Durham is not anybody in any way who is um, anybody who deals or traffics. In fact, he, he's he's obviously not only does he not carry Trump's water, he doesn't you know, he's he's clearly somebody that is about facts to the point to where he's taking excruciating long time getting to the point and getting to the facts. He could have really sped it up, right? I, I talked last night about the fact that, look, you know, once they found out some tax evasion on Al Capone, they pulled the trigger. This guy is so painstaking. You know, it's like, how long did how long did it take that dude to paint the Sistine Chapel? I mean, that seems like how Durham is to the point to where Sussman, Clinton's, Clinton's uh, henchman, Sussman's attorney came out yesterday and said that in the filing, they want they want the facts behind his filing removed. Now, why, Hillary, would your guy's attorney, Perkins Coy, want the facts that Durham has put in his filing removed if they weren't facts, if they weren't true? And by the way, Fox has nothing to do with this. Fox Fox did everything they could in November of 2020 to throw the election Joe Biden's way. So what's this story got to do with Fox? Because they were the first ones to go public with it on Saturday, the first ones to report it. They've been so anti-Fox, it's not even funny. So that's just it. But it it actually, and I may sound aggravated, but it actually has me in a really good mood. (laughs) Um, Before I take a break and bring in um, Brian Maloney, 
uh, Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch actually has um, some I- interesting article out today. He actually went to Georgia and used the Georgia, Georgia Opens Records Act because the Dur- Durham's allegations that these group of people paid for and hired by Hillary Clinton um, it, it, Durham, Durham's filing alleges a certain group of people headed up by this guy, Joff, were paid for by Hillary Clinton to do data mining, right? Well, this guy, Joff, and others actually hired Georgia Tech students. But what wasn't revealed and what Judicial Watch is putting out today is that who, how did they get hired? They got hired through the, and, and, um, Judicial Watch found this out by going to the Georgian Open Records Act, is that they were hired actually through the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which actually includes the Air Force. $153,000 was given uh, on this to the Georgia Tech Transparent Computing uh, Contract in October of 2016. So our Department of Defense was involved in this. And at one point, so uh, Judicial Watch has, I'm almost wrapped here, he has copies of emails um, that detail uh, a lot of the conversations uh, surrounding these these people involved and their communications with those in Georgia. And one of the things that they talk about in here is that how they were targeting Steve Bannon. So, and that revelation came about on January 9th, 2017. So right on as uh, Donald Trump was about to be inaugurated, they're looking around to see who he's hiring, who he's bringing into his administration. And their plan was to sweep as many people as possible, including Steve Bannon, into their data mining in order to try to come up with something that they could use to oust President Trump. So that's, uh, that's more information. Um, Anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney. And before he tells us some interesting stories on the media, I'm going to get his reaction on what the Republican Party's reaction to this story is and what it should be. That was one of my... I used to burn up the dance floor babies back in the day. I can't remember the name of the place here in San Diego. They're probably glad they don't see me anymore either. (laughs) Girl, we used to tear it up. Anyway, uh, Brian Maloney is coming up in just a moment. But before we bring in Brian, we've got a caller on the line who wants to talk about truckers. And I want Brian to hear the call in case he wants to uh, chime in on response as well. So, Troy, you've got something you want to say about the truckers, baby? Yeah, uh, I actually believe they should go home. Uh, They can save themselves the hassle of possibly being arrested, but they don't have to work. You know, uh, they still have support. Hopefully we can still get some money to them, but they can hold on and they can shut down the economy by themselves by just not working what they're doing right now. And they can be safer at home doing it. Well, that's, so an, that's my thought on that. Well, thank you for, for calling in on that. That was a suggestion from Rebecca Terrell, who was on the show last night. And, right, that's what I was going Yeah, on. and I it's... I have something else I need to say to you, though. Okay, well, I got... Uh, can you that's make it quick for me, doll? what happened. I'm sorry? Can you make... you got to make it quick, sweetie poop. Yes, I'll make it quick. Have you heard about what happened in San Francisco? Uh, the school board? 
Yes. Yes. In fact, that's something that Brian Maloney and I are going to talk about. Um, uh, might as well tease it out right now. Uh, they actually in far left liberal land up in San Fran, where they got to have poop maps yeah. to tell you where to not yeah. where to wa- where to walk up there. Seventy percent of the parents have recalled three of the school board exactly. members, and they probably would have done all seven, exactly. but only three were eligible for recall. And thank you for. I'm glad you're on top of things, Troy. You obviously pay attention to the news, which is wonderful. Thank you for calling in, by the way. Uh, got to got to move on to Brian. Um, so Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. First of all, thank you for being here, my dear. You bet. Um, do you? Uh, so last night, Rebecca Terrell, you heard the caller's comment. She feels like with everything going on up there, the tyranny, the persecution, the threats, uh, they're already debank- debanking some of the truckers, freezing accounts. She feels like the better play that might be just as effective is for the truckers to go home and just not not uh, drive any hauls. What do you think? Well, that and that is really where they have the most power. I mean, a, a nationwide trucker strike. <clears throat> And by the way, the reason why we are paying so much attention to all this is because it's going to happen here next. So a nationwide trucker strike could bring these tyrants to their knees a lot more than occupying the streets of Ottawa or Washington could. I mean, you can make your point for a few days driving the trucks around, but bottom line, just stop delivering, you know, and and that's why that's why, by the way, they don't want any of the truckers to get those donations because those donations would be keeping them alive while they go on strike. And that's what these governments fear the most. So the other thing about this, and this is also we're going to be next in this, that is the banking situation, as you pointed out. So the order from dictator Trudeau, who's, you know, Fidel, I call him Fidelito because he's just Fidel's little tyrant son, uh, little mini me. And what his order says is not just in terms of uh, cutting off banking access to political opponents, who, by, I mean, there's no criteria for this. So, I mean, even the mildest critic could be completely shut out of the banking system in Canada. And some of those banks operate here in the United States, too, which is interesting. Um, but also brokerage firms. So, I mean, you could be shut out of stock trading. You can have your account canceled there, too. So, I mean, you know, you would be completely shut out of the financial system in that country. And you know that's what Democrats want to do here next. So, so I, think, I mean, this is something we need to watch because it's, it's going to be us in about a week. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, so it, it sounds almost as though giving in in order to avoid the punishment, kind of like, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but it's kind of like um, this is really um, the entire COVID situation coming to a head, the mask mandates, the di- distancing mandates, the lockdowns of uh, picking and choosing which industries and businesses could stay open and the shot mandates. It's all about control and the masks forced people into compliance. It, all of it was about forced submission including ultimately, you know, getting us into a digital currency situation where they could just control our lives by denying us access to funds at will. And, you know, um, are we setting ourselves back if these truckers don't stand up to it? I mean, if, if they go home so that they can have access to their funds, doesn't the left win? Well, that's the that's why Trudeau shouldn't have done this. He should not have done anything that he has done. He should have let this thing peter out on its own, which it would have in a few yeah. days had he just kept his mouth shut. And and what happens in this case is he ends up looking horrible, and they look like heroes. 
when instead, you know, eventually it would have kind of fizzled out on its own. But instead, he's turned them all into martyrs by shutting off, you know, all the finances, including donations, including everything else. Uh, and and then, you know, issuing this insane dictatorial edict, which has, I think, the country alarmed. Remember, he's already running a minority government. He only received 32 to 33 percent of the vote in the last Canadian federal election, which was November of last year. So he is running. He does not have a majority in parliament because there are multiple parties uh, and his liberal party is just doesn't doesn't get over the majority threshold. So. I think Canada's already a mess anyway, but the, but for us, we've got to look at this because Washington is ready for these truckers. Washington knows. I mean, they're watching everything going on and figuring out, okay, how can we shut this down before it even starts? And you know our thugs in Washington be all over them. Well, aren't the thugs in uh, the um, the media wing of the Democrat, the commie party, aren't they already involved in this? What is Washington Post doing? What's WAPO involved in with these truckers? Well, and that's just it. I mean, what they're doing. So the the list of donors to give, send, go was hacked, and then these people have been doxxed. So doxing means, you know, revealing the details of the donors uh, publicly. So, so the Washington Post, you know, rather than denounce doxing, which, by the way, whenever doxing affects a liberal, they're screaming bloody murder about right. how horrible it is somebody's being doxed. Uh, but when anyone else is... Uh, then they love it. They relish it. So the Washington Post has been calling small donors, people who donated 40 or $50 to give send go, calling them and saying, you know, we see on this list here that, you know, this hacked, stolen list uh, that you donated $40 to the truckers convoy. Care to explain why? You know, so people are getting calls like this today from the Washington, from the Jeff Bezos Washington Post. Um, anybody, no, calling the, anybody calling the uh, the Black Lives Matter people and who donated to bail out uh, the Black Lives cool. Matter activist who was featured on Joy Reid's MSNBC show? Um, what's what's this dude's name? Um, uh, Quintez Brown or something? Some anti-gun activist she featured on her show. Dude, an anti-gun activist, Black Lives Matter activist, went and shot up and has been arrested for the a, a first-degree attempted murder of a Jewish Democrat, by the way. And he's not sitting in solitary confinement like somebody, you know, it's a good good thing for him. He got bailed out, right? I mean, if he was a white dude, you know, the good news is he's not a white dude in a MAGA hat who roamed around the Capitol. He, any, anybody from WAPO Calling BLM and saying, "Hey, did you donate twenty bucks to Black Lives Matter? You know, you got a you got a, a murderer, attempted murderer out on the street." Well, and the guy that he shot was a mayoral candidate. I think it was at Louisville. This is in Kentucky, yes. I believe. Yes, and and so a group that is partially funded. I, I know there's a Hillary Clinton connection to the bailout of this guy. Um, so I, I saw a list of names who were behind, you know, springing him. So there's no outrage on, on the left about this. And as you said, you know, he didn't even uh, target a conservative in this. So uh, this is how nutty they've become and how dangerous and scary they've become. So I truly, you know, when you step back and say, excuse me for interrupting, I, I don't want to forget yeah. and how racist they are, because if that if for that dude who, who attempted to shoot this mayor, if he had been if the mayor had been um uh, black and the shooter had been white, um, he would not have been eligible for bail and the federal government would ar- be already in. There'd be protests and rights in the street and the federal government would already be in on hate crimes. 
charges, right? Yeah, would already be in there charging them with a hate crime. So, yeah, I mean, it's more than a double standard. I mean, it's one thing to have bias and double standards, but it reaches the point where it breaks society. And I think that's what's happened here. They've gone too far on the left, and they are now essentially breaking up North America. I mean, they're busting up, you know, they don't mean to do this, but that's the effect of what they're doing. They don't seem to have any self-control on the left, and they're drunk with power. Uh, and they're not even worried about November's election because they assume that Republicans will kowtow to whatever they want, which is what it absolutely, I believe, will happen. So with a, someone like Mitch McConnell in there who can't wait to do whatever they say. Right. So, um, a couple things. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, finish your statement. I, I, for some reason, there was a little bit of a delay in, in our comments. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. So, yeah, so I still believe, though, that uh, the truckers should just go on strike. Uh, right. You know, that's the bottom line. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what the other caller talked about. This was big news all over the place because up in far, far left. I mean, it doesn't get any farther left than San Francisco right now. Seventy percent of the parents, which is which means 100 percent of those that voted pretty much were uh, far left liberals to oust these school board members. And um, and one of the people who donated a lot of the money to it is um, the, the CEO of PayPal. So he don't like the wokeism going on in these schools to where the kids, you know, they're not reopening. The school board is um, renaming schools and doing it off a Wikipedia post. And they they weren't even right on who who the bad guys were and renaming schools um, uh, and beyond. Um, So Mr. PayPal CEO David Sachs, he didn't he didn't like the woke going on in the schools. But, of course, he doesn't mind demonetizing or taking away somebody's PayPal account. I thought that was an interesting aspect to the story but i think the overall most important thing is this is this is um this is probably a real sign that we could have some real movement towards sanity in regard to regarding a uh, covid how do you see this well i think this again this is why there should be someone on the ballot in every single race because one of the problems republicans have is they often just don't feel candidates in a lot of races oh we can't win that one so we don't bother and then what's happened is, well, that number of races that you can contest, that number shrinks. So you gradually lose power with that strategy. It's been a disaster. So what I'm saying is every school board seat in every town, every city council seat, you know, county supervisor, I don't care what it is. There has to be a conservative or a Republican, whatever. Got to be somebody not on the far left on the ballot. Uh, and, and this is... You know, you realize, so three school board members were recalled last night. The only reason the entire board wasn't recalled was the statute, I guess, in San Francisco, uh, the, the county, or what, uh, apparently you could only recall three school board members at once. That's as many as were allowed to be on the ballot at once. So otherwise, the entire school board would have absolutely been recalled. So that's the only thing that limited them. But what I thought was fascinating, and this also cues into what I think is going to be a dynamic going into November. If you look at where all those votes come from in San Francisco, of all places, to remove three woke school board members. And that doesn't really make sense when you think about it. But then when you look at what actually – because I dug into this, and what I found was that a lot of the support for removing the three of them came from Chinatown – from Asian, uh, newly 
activist Asians who had never been involved in politics before, including some elderly uh, Chinese American citizens who lived here for decades, never voted once in their lives. There are accounts of this on Twitter and elsewhere of people organizing for the first time and almost in unison uh, voting to recall all three. So there are new dynamics going on because we actually saw the same uh, phenomenon in the last New York City mayoral election with New York City's Chinatown. There was similar organizing going on there on behalf of Republicans. So it's the second time now we're seeing these kinds of new movements going on that are coming out at places we didn't expect. Right. Well, and well, right. And, and with this stuff. Yeah, we got to get out there because um, one of the reasons why the Asian community, um, you know, back to the recall so much is because uh, one of these school board members had tweets she had written in 2016 that were racist against Asian Americans. They decided to uh, get rid of a merit-based admissions policy at a private school, Lowell High School, um, which is uh, where most students are Asian. And so that was basically kind of like Harvard, um, you know, shifting the admission process so that Asians wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to get in over other students based upon their merit, having earned it scholastically. So you're right. And as Republicans, we need to be capitalizing and maximizing on where we're at in the different groups, because there we've got groups out there like the Asian community right now that are, are really being uh, disrespected by the Democrat Party and are rife for pickup by the Republicans. Brian Maloney, I got to leave it there because I'm well past the point of a break. And But thank you for you're the only one today who's mentioned the Asian uh, community as a part of this story. So thanks for being here. And y'all, please support Red Wave America, which is Brian's organization. And thank you for being here, my dear. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Dave Elhoff is uh, waiting on the line. We've got uh, three uh, economics hit your pocketbook stories that we're going to break down for you guys. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm good. I was in good mood uh, opening the show because I was I was enjoying myself over Hillary Clinton having to respond to, to the Spygate story that broke. Uh, you know, back. <laughs> Remember after she won and she lost in 2016 and they, all these Democrats were using the hashtag. She persisted. Right. Well, sister persisted all the way to include paying people to continue to spy on Trump after he was inaugurated into the White House. And hopefully sister is going to get used to the color orange. <laughs> I tell you what, Andrea, it is such an unbelievable situation where you saw the Leslie Stahl interview of Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, talk about being in denial. And the arrogance that Leslie Stahl, that's one of the reasons why Facebook and Instagram de, Instagram demonetized me, because I tried to post the video, the interview of uh, Trump and Leslie Stahl. Now, this is 60 Minutes, Trump. You can't go saying nothing like that here on 60 Minutes. Well, lady, readjust your wig, okay, because it about flew. <laughs> <laughs> Elhoff, you get me in a mood. You make me say naughty things. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, it's crazy. That's very easy to do with a Louisiana gal like you. <laughs> <laughs> Elha, 
Koloff knows. Uh, last night I was bragging. I was, and I have to pat myself on the back because my listeners, they have so many choices of where they go to get their news and their information and their analysis. And you can verify right here. Because I was saying last night that back after Trump came down the escalators and after on the day of the first debate in 2016, Elhoff can corroborate that I said it was Trump. Was I not right? You are absolutely crazy. And I said, you're you are you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are absolutely correct. Right. Well, we got to get into some fight. Yeah. I wish he'd come down the escalator again because this clown we have in the White House doesn't know what he's doing. No, and in fact, one of the things that Trump did, remember how hysterical everybody was that Trump was going to, you know, put some tariffs, he was going to try to do something about the trade imbalance, right? Oh, this is going to destroy our economy. Oh, my gosh. Well, he, you know, he realigned things. Now we're back to where um, we're exporting, we're importing far more than we're exporting. It's part of the problem with the supply chain. And then on top of it, uh, an article came out out on Breitbart today that um, as if we didn't already have a problem with inflation, it's going to get even worse because the cost of imported goods have jumped 2%, right? And yep. uh, this was the biggest jump in import prices in 11 years. And and and, and it, it's a super high number if you include fuel, if you include gas, but even without gla- gas, it's the, uh, the highest increase in, in uh, cost of trade uh, ever recorded going since since uh, 2001. Uh, and I tell you, it's a stealth tax, and a lot of people don't understand that. It's a tax, folks. Inflation is a tax. When you have to go and pay $5 a gallon for gasoline, it's a tax. And, and it's only getting worse under the president that we currently have. So, Andrew, what do you do about inflation? Well, inflation is not the only tax that's going on now. We have market risk. We have regulations. We have inflation, depreciation of the dollar. I mean, this government, what needs to be done? Well, Brian Westbury from First Trust Portfolios says what needs to be done is that first off we got to start quantitative tightening not quantitative easing okay now what's it's that going to do okay let's explain what quantitative easing was that was printing money wasn't it yeah okay so exactly so right. now tightening and the reason is because if you've got too much money out there chasing too few goods it's going to take more of each of those dollars to buy a good right Exactly right. Okay. But it won't quantitative tightening. It won't that end up rising interest rates? Yes, but we need to do that. And we may need to do it sooner than later. But let me ask you this, because another story, let me interrupt you, because another story today that was breaking, that Americans have driven up credit card debt the fastest in 22 years due to inflation, due to COVID, when they were shutting down people's jobs and shutting down their businesses and people were having to live off of credit cards. So those very people now are going to get hit thanks to the quantitative easing causing a problem. Now they're looking at a rise in interest rates. What are people supposed to do with their money, Elhoff? 
Well, I tell you what you need to do is, first of all, you need to know what your money is doing right now. Because most people, Andrea, they are not being efficient with their money. And what I promise people to do is that somewhere I find 1% to 10% of the people's money is being wasted. So what I promise to do is to show them how to increase their money, increase their benefits, reduce their risk, and do it without coming out of pocket of lifestyle. Well, hold on right there. I do that. Right. Hold on right there. I want you to answer how you're going to do it when we come back for the break, because I've got a question for you on that based upon you coming on last week that I want you to answer. So stay tuned. Y'all listeners, stay tuned. El Hoff is going to stay over. Welcome back as we wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wrap up uh, this Wednesday night show with Dave El Hoff. Uh, not to not to bring be such a downer, Elhoff, but uh, somebody quoted today on Yahoo Finance that uh, inflation is where democracies go to die, and uh, and eventually the whole he re- referenced the Roman Empire said eventually the Roman Empire collapsed. So the current situation is the biggest long range da- long range danger we have apart from nuclear war, and I'm I'm telling people that because I need them to listen to you carefully. These are really t- we're facing some tough economic times. And people can't bury their heads in the sand. Before the break, you said most people have one to ten percent of their money wasted, and you could do something about it. Tell them how. Well, I'll tell you, that was Charlie Munger who was talking about that, who happens to be uh, Warren Buffett's partner for Berkshire uh, Hathaway. So here's what people need to do. They need to know what their money is doing because they're experiencing financial cancer and they don't even know it. What is financial cancer? Taxes, inflation, regulation, depreciation of the dollar, fees. It's all set up to work against us, Andrea. And what I promise people to do is take that 1% to 10% that they're being wasted. It's not going to affect their lifestyle and put it towards their well-being. Does somebody have to have does somebody have to have a certain high net worth in order to benefit from this? No, they need to start sometime, but the earlier the better. And it does they don't need to of course if they have a high net worth, then we're more into protection, Andrea. And we want to make sure that we protect what they've already got. Okay. Now's the time to take risk off the table. With what's going on in the world today, now's the time to protect if they are high net worth individuals to make sure that they don't lose it. So everybody, so everybody really, everybody really could benefit, whether they're high net worth. Okay, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, and also that that way you can get a hold of you and be able to see the movie Baby Boomer Dilemma, which you know has some key information. Text me your address, 619-548-0965, or just give me a phone number, and I'll call you back, and I'll get the information I need so you can see the movie and so you can start the process to getting ahead of this inflation problem. 
because this is this is a very serious problem i hate to end the show on such a negative note um but um you know it's serious this is why we're doing these segments because i know that i've got so many friends and family that i talk to that are panicked right now and um then what what tends to happen when people panic is they get over they feel overwhelmed they do nothing that's not going to help you people that's not going to help anybody Right. Um, so um, Elhoff is here to help you. The number is 619-548-0965. Thank you for being here, my dear friend. All right. Go get them, Andrea. Thank you, buddy. Um, here's some good. Here, thank you, sweetie. Here's some good news we can end on. Uh, the state of Arizona, uh, the state legislature there passed a, a law. They passed a, a law banning abortion at 15 weeks. And of course, uh, the you know the um, the abortion mill, the Planned Parenthoods of the world are hysterical. And of course, you know they've got to they've got to play the race card on that and say that it's going to hurt you know poor people. Look, 15 weeks is a long enough time for you to make a decision on whether or not you want to keep your child or whether or not you want to kill it in the womb. Right. We are one of only three countries in the entire world that allows for abortion after a heartbeat. So this is this is a win for humanity. These are, you know, the same people that want abortion up until the child's, you know, coming out of the birth canal, the same people crying, you know, about, you know, the inhumanity, you know, of. Um, you know, whatever the left cares about, you know, you know, bird eggs or whatever. Um, but I think that this should be something everybody should celebrate because, you know, those those who are pro-choice, you still got plenty of time. But let me tell you, and, and quite frankly, 15 weeks is too long. But this is a win for life. It's a win for America, in my opinion. Thank you, Arizona, for that. Thank you, Brian Maloney. Thank you, my callers. Thank you, Dale, Dale, Dave Elhoff. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.